0: I'm and this is Nashville each weekday at noon. You'll find me here on 90.3 FM or WPLN.org. This is Nashville is our brand new daily show here at WPLN News. We'll go deeper on the news of the day and bring you perspectives. You didn't know you were missing. Join us as we journey into the identity of our city and region now. Today is a special day because it's Friday. Are you going out tonight? What are you going to do? You know, Nashville has a pretty hopping nightlife scene. World-class dining, plenty of bars, and yes, live music. Yep, we got country music, but as we've heard from our guests this week, Music City is not just Country Music City. Slim and Husky's Pizza Joint, which is dangerously close to our studios, I might add, recently started doing something cool on the first Friday of the month. It's called Slim & Huskies Unplugged, and the idea is to bring hip-hop and R&B to the heart of downtown. Here's the owner, Clint Gray. We're gonna be highlighting some of the local talent within Nashville and the best that we have to offer. And we're
1: not talking about country music. We're talking about R&B, we're talking about rock, we're talking about alternative,
0: and it's all black. The second First Friday event is tonight, and here to tell us more about it and why it's significant for the Nashville nightlife scene is Marquise Munson, the production coordinator of our sister station, 911 WNXP. Marquise, welcome to This Is Nashville. How are you doing?
2: It feels great. This is the first week that you guys have this show mm-hmm. and
0: the first week
2: I get to be on here. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, there's a lot going on in Nashville tonight.
0: Yes, yes, there is. Thank you again for joining us. So this event sounds very dope. Tell us more.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So last month was the first installment of the Unplugged series Slim & Husky puts on to shed a spotlight on black musicians in the local hip-hop, R&B, and alternative scenes here. So last month you had artists like yours truly, Jay, Brian Brown, Ro Marquez, Bryant Taylor, William Davenport, and now this month you have amazing artists like Mike Floss, who dropped an EP called Oasis last month. It was our WNXP Record of the Week, and you can check it out on our website as well, WNXP.org. Then you got some rising stars like Chris Hatch and Imani Wilkins, beautiful R&B singers, as well as Fu Stan, whose brother Petty is also a rapper here in the local community. He had a show at Mercy Lounge a couple weeks ago. Now Fu Stan has this show at the Unplugged series. Mm. And it's just a good spotlight because When we think about the National Museum of African-American Music, we think about the Black excellence of music. When we walk through that museum, it's just all these amazing historical facts about some of your favorite artists from hip-hop, soul, blues, gospel music. And so to have this space to not only highlight what Black music is, but to highlight the future of what Black music could be, especially here in Nashville. So I think this is a great event that Slim and Huskies puts on. And for anybody that knows Slim and Huskies, this is their M.O. This is what they're about and this is who they are. And when I was able to talk to Clint Gray about that, that's what he said. He was like, our love for hip hop and R&B growing up, loving the arts and the community is a big part of what we do. And we just use pizza as a way to connect all these things together. Yeah. So that's why this event is is amazing. And I'm looking forward to it tonight
0: now nashville is not country music city as i said our music scene is a lot more diverse than that right
2: absolutely and i and I think it was funny because i was talking to the texas trio krungbin who will be coming into town soon as well and they were talking about texas music and explaining how there's always this perception that texas music is all about willie nelson and everything surrounding that hmm. and when they're explaining that to me i'm thinking huh this is pretty much nashville in a nutshell this is tennessee in general there's so much soul music in memphis and there's local indie rock and hip-hop here in nashville and sometimes we just you know go to the country music and. That's what's in your face when it comes to Nashville. You think about country music, you start thinking about Broadway, but then there's things outside of those worlds that yeah, we know as Nashvillians, but people from the outside don't know too much about it. And so that's why with our station and with events like this, it sheds a light on those different things that are in Nashville outside of obviously country music.
0: Now you alluded to something that I want to get to. This is something that I'm, you know, you all think about a lot at WNXP. Like for people who may not be familiar with our sister music station, break it down for us. What's the goal?
2: Our goal is to shed a light on underutilized voices here in Nashville. And that's from indie rockers. We have some great indie rock bands here from Bully to Okidoki. We have local hip hop from Deja McBride to Namir Blade. Local R&B, every genre here in Nashville is covered and covered with amazing talent and diversity. And we just want to give a platform for those artists to share their music with the world. And and I think that's our primary goal. And in the mix of that, you may get some special treats in the middle of it. Some you know, <laughs> some De La Soul, maybe a trap called Quest every now and then, especially coming from me. But that's what we want to do, and that's what we want to shed a light on because. Local artists here in Nashville just need a platform to showcase the talent that they have. And so that's what we want to provide them with.
0: Shout out to Namir Blade, who co-produced our theme music, by the way. And you had me when you mentioned De La and Tribe. So the focus is, like, on new music from established artists and those making their debuts, right?
2: Uh, absolutely. So especially when I start looking at music discovery, right? And this station really started to open my eyes to the amount of just amazing music that is out there. I started listening to an Australian rapper by the name of Genesis Owusu based off of listening to him from our station. And I was able to discover it by listening to that. Yeah, you'll get your familiar favorites. You'll get your Paramore and your Haley Williams of the worlds, but you'll also get artists like arlo parks who you may have not known about you probably heard about her but you may hear her music on our station see a live session from her and instantly become a fan and that's to me the beauty of this station and this music discovery when people go up to me and say that they oh i heard namir blade on your station and i'm like a huge fan of this person now Mm. and like it's cool to say that you like the killers or death Cab for cutie or bands like that but To come up to us and say that you like an artist that we want to help everyone else discover, and you say, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that artist now, that's refreshing for us.
0: Now you and the rest of the staff are always heading out to shows and performances in town. What's your angle when you're covering an event? event?
2: My angle is to watch it as a spectator. I think I come from a world of sports where I was a sports reporter. I had to analyze every little detail about a game. How many ke- r- rushing yards does Derrick Henry have in two minutes? Or just weird things like that to where you have to dissect it in sports. But in music, it's just observing the music and getting a feel for the music. I had a chance to check out Yola last night at the Ryman along with Allison Russell, and it was just being there and just enjoying the music. Seeing the fans and the crowd's reaction to her music and seeing what songs pop the most with amongst the audience. And I think that's the way that I go into it covering. I go into it as a spectator, as a fan of music, and just really get a feel for everything that's going on around me. Look at the audience, look at the different diversity within that concert. And so, yeah, that's what I look for when I go
0: to a concert. Now, I want to come back to tonight's Slim & Huskies event. You'll be there, right?
2: Yeah, of course. I will I will be there in the flesh. So if you see me, say what's up.
0: That's right. Say what's up to Marquise. What's the significance of this event in the Nashville nightlife scene?
2: Especially when you think about the National Museum of African-American Music, especially the location. Now, I'm not going to get into a debate on where it's located. You know, some people think it should have been located in North Nashville or somewhere where it's predominantly black. And so, yeah, I get that and I understand that, but... And you have a bunch of tourists stopping by Broadway and you can kind of miss it by walking by, going to the local honky tonks and, you know, getting your country music fill on. But I think having hip hop on Broadway is just such a big deal for not only just people who come into town, but for Nashvilleians as well. And there's been a lot of shows from Acme Feed and Seed that showcase hip hop in R&B music and now to have an event that highlights black musicians not only from the past, but also highlights black musicians from the future as well. So I think the significance is just having showcases like this to give a platform to the local hip hop and R&B scene. And there's just been so many different venues to be able to do this from Mercy Lounge, having an event with Petty and Namir Blade. You had Acme Feed and Seed with Deja McBride Show. And now you have this show at the museum. I I just think it's just a good showcase for Nashville hip-hop and R&B to have a platform.
0: This reminds me of something we had a guest who said earlier this week, Jalen Hayes. He's a high school senior hip-hop artist himself. He told us he wonders if people even want to hear hip-hop and R&B on Broadway in downtown. What do you think? Look, I, I think there's
2: room on Broadway for everything. Like, it doesn't have to be, okay, I, I'm gonna go to Broadway, so I wanna go listen to some Dirks Bentley. Like, no, like you can get a feel for every single music genre on Broadway. If you want Nashville to be titled the Music City, you can't just highlight one musical genre and call this the Music City. You want to showcase everything that your city has to offer musically. And so I don't care if that's on Broadway, if it's outside of Broadway, it's good to have music of every diversity within that confined of Broadway cuz sometimes I go to Broadway and I'm like, man, I can't listen to this music. Like I need some I need some local flavor, I need some hip hop, I need some rock, I need something different. And it, that's what people want. People want something different sometimes. And so it's good to have different spaces that play different things. Is there a hint
0: of what's to come for our nightlife out here?
2: Yes, I I think so. And I was talking to our boss, Jason Moon Wilkins, about this yesterday. And it's just, when I came here in 2019, I didn't get to see a lot of local hip hop shows. And maybe I was just blind to it at that point. And now that I'm in it, I see it a little bit more. But there's just been so many shows that highlighted local Black musicians around town and so yeah I definitely see a culture shift where a lot of venues are now paying attention to the music that these people are making and booking them in their venue and giving them that space to be able to share the world with the talent that they have so yeah, I definitely see a culture change for sure.
0: That is Marquise Munson from our sister station, 99.1 WNXP. Be sure to check out his interview with Slim & Husky's co-owner, Clint Gray, about the event tonight. Slim & Husky's unplugged at WNXP.org. Marquise, my man, thanks for being here.
2: Oh, Absolutely. Appreciate you guys for having me.
0: It's time for a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to break down what Nashville nightlife is all about with a few folks who make it run night after night. Don't go away. This is Nashville. Welcome back. I'm Khalil Colonna, and this is Nashville. This hour where it's all about Nashville nightlife. Going out and having some fun. It's Friday after all. Time to let the work week fade away. Now, I'm certain, I'm certain to you that a particular sound comes to mind when you think of Nashville nightlife. But you know what? There's a lot more than bachelorette parties and Broadway in this town. From dance floors packed with salseros to ca- karaoke nights and drag shows to old school country quartets playing, there's even a vibrant hip-hop scene.
3: You better take it from me. <laughs> very well,
0: this is Nashville Nightlife. Now, let's talk about it with the few folks who make this city's vibrant nightlife possible. First up, we're joined by Americana singer and songwriter, Gabe Lee. Gabe, welcome to This Is Nashville.
4: Hey, Koei, what's up, man? I'm chilling, man, how are you? I'm doing well, I, I just got in from uh, from being on the road and I'm a little exhausted, but I'm glad y'all reached out and I'm, I'm excited to, to have a conversation with y'all.
0: Well, I'm honored that you've been able to muster up the energy to talk to us for a little bit today. <laughs> so Gabe, tell me about yourself.
4: Yeah, so my uh, my name is Gabe Lee. I'm a songwriter from here in Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. Uh, I uh, I went to music school briefly here at Belmont. Uh, I ended up transferring out and getting a, a literature degree. And uh, once I finished that up, I moved right back to Nashville doing the songwriter thing, playing in bands. Uh, and and in in Nashville, that means uh, basically you're you're doing everything else that you can to make some money and pay rent. So I've been a bartender for. 10 plus years. Um, I worked for my dad as well on the side Hmm, um, to keep things going.
0: Yeah. Now we've been talking a lot about how expensive it is to live here. And you mentioned that you're doing everything but music to pay the bills. And you know, for a city that really relies on its musicians, I have to wonder, how do we keep our musicians around? I mean, get into your experience and what it's been like.
4: Sure. Uh, You know, man, being part of the food industry as well as the music industry, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of collision going on there. I mean, basically, uh, half half or more of my my bartender buddies are uh, either musicians or ex musicians or working on their own side projects. Um, nothing's going to really stop uh, Nashville from from its current growth. Um, but I think there are organizations like the ones you guys partner with that. Uh, help provide these stages and platforms for more opportunity, just more opportunity in general, because, uh, with, with, uh, with the swelling of, of Nashville, it, there's, there's so many people moving here and, and there are tons of different, uh, musical talents moving here as well, which is incredible, but how do we best take advantage of of the fact that it's, it, it is a, a melting pot of talent. Um, and I think, uh, I think one of those things, yeah, is to provide better opportunities for musicians to get out there in whatever way they can, uh, to be honest, it's, it's not about making life easier for musicians. I don't think, Mm. I mean, the grind, the grind is part of it. The grind is part of what, what builds your, your soul and your character. Um, You can't, you you can't pursue art uh, if it's, if it's just easy. Um, If it, if it just, if it's just an easy paying, easy and high paying job, that's, that's not what art is about. Art is about um, honesty and, and, and authenticity with yourself. Uh, and that's what I've learned, at least uh, my own personal experience being a songwriter here in Nashville, uh, with a little bit of luck and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of elbow grease um, and and patience uh, will will pay off just as well as, you know, being
0: being handed an opportunity. So you've been on the scene for a while. How would you describe Nashville's nightlife?
4: Uh, it definitely is a destination uh, these days. Uh, and it's it's fun. I mean, you know, I, growing up being a Preds fan and a Titans fan, like I will say, some drawbacks are the fact that other teams fill our stadiums even better than we do <laughs> because families want to make a trip to Nashville, uh, which which I think is great. I think that this the town has a lot of history, um, and and it is known uh, historically for for its country music, and and folks want to come and be a part of that and soak it up. Uh, and, I, and I totally understand that. Um, but I think folks need to remember that Nashville is uh, a home for, for songwriters and a home for musicians and everyone else involved in music business. I think one big connecting factor uh, that will play a crucial role in the diversity of the fabric of, of music culture in Nashville is uh, are, the, are the folks that are surrounding the the music talent itself, your, uh, your photographers, your labels, um, you're all the folks that uh, invest in music and do pro bono work for artists just so that they can, you know, have some content or get a reel. Um, and, uh, and and those folks uh, are are willing and happy and talented enough to work for, for everybody. So besides the, the nightlife in, in Nashville, when you go out and you see a show, it's networking. Um, you're constantly meeting folks who... Could potentially help you, Um, and 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 the goal is, I think, to surround yourself with with folks you trust, Uh, and and that's what my buddies and I do as songwriters. When we go out and and attend songwriter nights, even if we aren't performing ourselves, we're going out to support our buddies. Uh, And so, oftentimes, I'll be at little hubs of um, of little listening room hubs, basically for for songwriters doing the Americana thing, and that would include Bobby's Idle Hour in Midtown. The listening room itself, uh, of course, is is very well-known in Nashville, 3rd and Lindsley, um, and Revival or Whiskey Jam are also very well-known song by the crowds.
0: Now, if you're headed out to a bar or you have to show your ID to a bouncer to be allowed entry, my next guest is arguably the most popular bouncer downtown. Colby Barrett, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes. Pleasure to have you here. So to patrons on Broadway and in the social media world, you were known as the cowboy. How did you earn that <laughs> moniker? Um,
5: You know, um, I work at Layla's um, and I work the front door there. And, you know, we, we, uh, we wear cowboy hats and I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, it just kind of somebody, you know, put it out there and it's just stuck. So it's, uh, something I have to, I have to hear constantly.
0: (laughs) How does it feel to be a, a, a mini celebrity?
5: Well, you know what it's, um, it's, you know, it's new and strange for me, but, um, you know, I guess, uh, one of those things that, you know, we're just gonna have to ride it and see what happens. Um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I'm still, my job is to, is the security of that bar and, and our patrons. So, um, but yeah, that's just something that came along with it. It Pretty cool. So, yeah.
0: Now I want to ask you about your job because I just simply, what is it like to deal with hundreds of drunk people every time you work?
5: (laughs) Uh, it, it can be interesting. Um, you know, there, um, there's, there's a lot of them and, uh, you know, most folks are there, you know, and drinking to have a good time, and um, you know, but once they've got a little bit, you know, more alcohol in them, they, uh, you know, they talk a lot, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it can, uh, it, it can escalate from there. Sometimes we, we try to prevent that from happening. And, you know, we have a pretty good um, uh, atmosphere at Layla's. We don't really get a lot of trouble there, um, but it does happen. So, yeah it's interesting these folks uh drinking <laughs> tell,
0: tell me of a moment working where you were just in their situation at layla's friday saturday night and you just said to myself yourself oh lord this is a wild job <laughs> um
5: you know it's uh it's it's constantly like that really okay um you know even even though it's, it's again it's uh a lot more calm there and Uh, It's just sometimes you look around and you think, you know, there's a lot of people watching going on. So Mm
3: -hmm.
5: you just, you know, wow. Uh, So it makes you think about the next time you you actually uh, have an alcohol that, you know, (laughs) you don't do that yourself. So it's interesting.
0: You know, I was a bartender for years and that is something that is true. Like the most calm, the calmest people you'll find at a bar are people who work in the industry because we know how it gets but i bet you get to hear some pretty amazing musicianship downtown i'm curious are there any songs that you're just plain old tired of hearing
5: uh yeah um and you know standing in front of that door i get to hear you know so many bands every week over and over and a lot of them play the same songs you know uh uh, so as you know they're doing cover songs a lot of them play original music but there are a few that you know i want to um you know, I want to break something when when I hear it. That went down to Georgia would be one of them. Okay. And I know I'm probably going to get some slack from this. It's a great song. Great song. But I, when you hear it over and over and over constantly, it's, yeah.
0: Give me an estimate. How many times in one week do you hear that song?
5: Uh, I'm, I'm going to say probably 15 to 20. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. And, and, and you have to hear all that goes with that, which is, you know, of course, uh, the musicians, you know, to play that song, there's a lot that goes into it, uh, that fiddle player. Um, and, you know, so it's a, um, you know, it's interesting how they go about it, but uh, you know what, that's the way they earn their living. And, uh, you know, not that I won't, I'll listen to it 20 more times a week if I have
0: to. So, you know. <laughs> that, that brings a whole new definition of getting a song stuck in your head. Um, yes. if, you're, if you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil Aikolona. This hour is all about Nashville nightlife. Right now, we're visiting with the good people that keep it running night after night. And you know that includes bartenders. My next guest is Katie Sadiq, manager and bartender at the Rosemary and Beauty Queen in East Nashville. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, so answer this for me. What do you like most about being a bartender?
1: Um, I'm able to be myself. And that's really important to me. I don't work for um, a corporate establishment. Um, I have two really great bosses. But being able to be myself behind that bar and in that establishment is my most favorite thing. So Cause con- I'm not masking anything. I'm, I'm very straightforward and it's a lot of fun.
0: Conversely, what frustrates you about the job?
1: Um, being looked at as though I'm someone's servant, I'm not there. i like, I'm not there to provide, um, I'm there to provide a service. However, I am not your servant. So don't snap your fingers at me. Don't yell at me from across the bar. I'm attentive, I'll get to you whenever I get to you. But there's also a ton of other people that are there to be serviced as well, but you're not the only person just because you yell from across the bar to get my attention.
0: That must be really frustrating from my experience. I remember people doing a little bit extra to get attention and you've got like yeah. a wide bar in your five deep of people and it's like, hey, patience, I will get to you in time. Question for you, do you slow serve people who are a little bit rude like that?
1: Oh, no, I mean, I automatically tell them that they're going to the back of my list. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Now, yeah. wanted... I want-
1: like, Yeah, immediately put yourself to the back of my list. because I work the crowd, the crowd doesn't work me. I have a system on how things work.
0: It's wonderful. I want to talk now about safety. As I said, I'm a former bartender, and I feel like part of the job is that a lot of people don't really know about this, is that you have to look out for folks you're serving. Jack Ohms started Safe Bar, a program that provides free bystander intervention training sessions to businesses across town to help staff prevent sexual assault.
6: Unfortunately, we know that um, alcohol is used commonly as um, a way to facilitate sexual assault. And so um, that's a really big reason why Safe Bar is focused on um, bars. And so um, we want to be able to train the staff in a way that um, allows them to do their job, but also create these safer um, environments in nightlife and in, um, you know, party scene, anything like that. So again,
0: those trainings are free for any businesses that want to sign up. We'll be including the link as well as Jack's email in our web post for anyone who wants to learn more. But Katie, what's your experience behind the bar when it comes to that?
1: I try to be as as alert as possible. Um, Being a manager and also being a bartender, I'm always like on the move. I'm always like, moving consistently but being observant as well of of my surroundings um, because you can have a group of girls that are having a great time and one girl in the group can stray away very easily and her friends don't notice because you know they're dancing and they're having fun and she might end up with somebody who ends up making her feel uncomfortable and just having eyes all over the bar not just like focusing on drinks and also communicating with staff is very important like we try to keep an eye out on everything to make sure that we are keeping people safe
0: colby what's your experience with that um you know she,
5: she's right you know you, you constantly got to be you know keeping an eye on things and and there's really you know, on broadway there's sensory overload for for even you know people that worked there for years you know sometimes you get caught up in that so you really gotta just watch you know and and pay attention and you know a lot of times folks will come up and tell you hey you know what someone's making me feel uncomfortable um and sometimes you know there's i know there's a lot of you know, they, they get something put in their drink so i always tell people listen if you set your drink down and you don't you turn around i wouldn't go back and pick it up and drink it again so you know it's just one of those things you keep your drink with you don't sit it down and leave it unintended
0: final question for for colby and katie just who is nashville's nightlife for the wicked (laughs) (laughs) do you agree Uh, colby
5: you know what i i I meet people from all over the world and uh you know what i'm there's you know sure there are some wicked people there and um, but, you know, there's a, a lot of people there that come there to have a good time and, and, uh, you know, they want to visit Nashville and, you know, we try to provide a safe environment for them to be able to do that. So, um, yes, there are some, some bad people everywhere, I believe. So,
0: Now, Katie, explain to me, what do you mean when you say Nashville's nightlife is for the wicked?
1: Yeah, I don't think, uh, whenever I say wicked, I don't necessarily mean like bad, Um I've always been told there's no rest for the wicked, and people that come to Nashville, they come to Nashville to party, and especially with the bar that I work in, we're a dance bar. Like, it's it, there's a DJ six nights a week, and it's literally like go from the time the sun sets to the time that we do last call, and things get crazy and the atmosphere changes so rapidly, but, um, yeah, there's just no rest for the wicked. whenever people come to Nashville and they want to have a good time. And as we heard earlier, you know, the woo girls and
5: they come to party for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a whole thing. They don't necessarily know. They always come Nash, to Nashville to do cause they always love to ask, you know, the bartenders and, Everyone else in the industry, what they like to do for fun. We like to sleep, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's a valuable commodity. I know. Well, that's Katie Sadiq. Thanks to you and Colby Barrett for coming on to the show. Gably, hang out with us throughout the break. We've been talking about just what Nashville nightlife is all about here in Music City. When we come back, we'll talk about who exactly it's for. Stay with us. This is Nashville. AJ Kang got his start as a DJ spinning everything from 80s nights at Luigi's Pizza to Bollywood nights at Shohan Ale and Masala House.
6: I played country, I played pop, I played hip hop, I played EDM, I played a little bit of everything. For the
0: past three years, he was the house DJ at Rebar in Midtown. Then one Saturday night this January, the owner came up to him in the middle of his set while he was playing
6: Yeah by Usher. And normally when she comes up she gives me a hug and she you know is like hey you know how good to see you can you play this song and i'm like sure i mean i'd play mustang sally in there before for her i played brick house for her but i don't have a problem playing with the owner requests not at all but this time she comes up and she's like angry and she says i'm gonna need you to stop playing all this black music immediately or i'm gonna make you leave right now
0: he was so shocked he didn't say anything and just went ahead and changed the music
6: And so I'm like, all right, here comes Mr. Brightside. But I'm so confused. So I'll go go over to the side of the stage, and I say to her, what was all that don't play black music stuff? Like, what what is that about? Well, she said, look at all these black people in here. And it's because you play all that music. And if you played better music, there'd be better people in here. Ooh,
0: yeah. So he's stunned, walks back over to his station, the next track, Dirty Little Secret by the All-American Rejects
6: in the part where, like, a Dirty Little Secret, who has, to know? who has to know? And I paused the music right there, and I thought to myself, everybody, everybody's gotta know. So I pick up the microphone, and I told the club exactly what she said, and I packed up my stuff, and I walked out. And the crowd walked out with me.
0: This is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil LaColona. A.J. King's story went viral a few months ago, and for good reason. This hour, we've been talking about Nashville nightlife now we want to talk about who it's for. I'd like to introduce our next guests. Tiffany Taylor is a country, country, culture writer pardon me. for two L's on a cloud, a local culture blog, and Reginald Pierre is a YouTuber and vlogger who covers downtown. Welcome to you both. Hello. I want to start with what we just heard about DJ AJ Kang's experience. Tiffany, what is your reaction to that?
7: Um, I remember seeing it on Facebook and not being surprised at all. Like that is what, um, a lot of the bars downtown represent.
0: Have you ever experienced something like this yourself?
7: Um, not that outright, but it, um, when back when two wheels was putting on shows, it was hard to get venues to, book us because of the quote unquote type of music we were playing. Hmm. And so we had to get creative and, you know, pick a acceptable name on an email so that we could even get people to respond to us.
0: Now, Pierre, you spent a lot of time catch- capturing the vibe of our downtown scene. I am curious, who do you think downtown Nashville nightlife is
3: for? Um, I think downtown, not usually for anybody who likes music. Um, that's what I always tell my viewers. If you like music, um, you'll be fine downtown.
0: Have you ever seen any situation like the one that DJ AJ Kang has experienced?
3: Um, not 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 personally. I heard about it from other people. Um, uh, there's a club we used to go to that uh, they had to change it a lot of black people used to go there um and they had to change the music um, because um, I felt they felt like you know there was a strike in um, black people instead of white people but other than that I've never personally experienced that.
0: Local American musician Gabe Lee is still with us Gabe We talked about this a little bit earlier. You were born and raised in Nashville and Nashville's music scene. Some people have this idea that country music is white, but that's not a complete picture, right?
4: Correct. Uh, there's a lot of things to take into account uh, when you are unpacking that kind of statement, and I, and I don't know that it's—I don't know that it's really helpful uh, in in the point of diversity uh, when you're when you're discussing opening doors uh, that that country music is white or that. You know that makes Music City white. Um, I mean, i i have a I have a Taiwanese background. My folks are from Taiwan, which is in the Pacific Island, uh, right off of the coast of China, and my parents immigrated here in the early '80s. Um, and so, my brother and I were both born and raised in Nashville. And uh, having grown up in the church and being surrounded by Nashville's music uh, culture. Um, uh, there's uh there's I think a lot more to understand as far as uh, really just what the what country music means to the city. I mean, it, it is it is part of the uh, the lifeblood of of this this region and and historically significant as well. Uh, of course, um, it comes with uh, comes with many many issues and hard pressing uh, issues that that are being stoked up today, which I think is really important. Uh, but I think if you, if you make a blatant statement like that, uh, it undermines some of the folks who are honestly trying to change it.
0: Why do you feel it undermines folks who are really trying to change that a little bit?
4: Sure. Uh, because I am not white and I am influenced and inspired by, uh, the history of country music. Um, I think as a lyrical, uh, Uh, in in its lyrics and as a genre it's one of the best uh, storytelling um, uh, methods uh, in music I think I think uh, there's a reason why folks uh, have gravitated towards it and why and why now it is considered basically mainstream (laughs) Um, of course the stuff that's on like top 40 radio I think in most genres, uh, the more popular stuff is not a very accurate representation of the genre as a whole. Uh, It kind of represents where the money is, Mm. uh, more so than where the inspiration's coming from. Uh, So when I say that uh, those kind of blanket statements might not be helpful and might be undermining certain folks is because like my my label head and, and artist manager, Alex Torres, uh has a hispanic background and he comes from texas and, and i have my taiwanese background but we both have a love for country music and for storytelling and really just for great music uh so we are out here uh investing in, in our time and energy and assets and resources into creating that music in order to break through or at least make a living doing what doing uh doing art and creating art so uh Uh, if you make that kind of blanket statement, uh, it kind of, it kind of, uh, ignores folks that, that might be, uh, uh, putting everything they can into, into changing, into changing that mindset. Mm -hmm.
0: I want to talk a little bit more about the downtown scene, which is what a lot of people think about when they think of nightlife here. So Tiffany, how has the downtown nightlife scene changed?
7: (laughs) It, um... Being a Nashville native, I can honestly say it has changed into the face that it has always wanted to be. Um, I remember, I'm 33, so in my early 20s, I remember going out from Thursday to Sunday and being downtown in different pockets and being well received. Now I can't imagine, it gives me anxiety to think about having to go downtown I there's nothing downtown um that I want to do (laughs) so it um it's definitely not for people I feel like it's not for people who look like me I think downtown is strictly for the tourists
0: Pierre you know you actually like the downtown scene why
3: I love it because it's always exciting. Every time, every night I go downtown, I always I go to the same place almost every night, and it's, ex, it's always exciting. Full of a, it's full of ex, excitement.
0: What do you want people to know so they can get a taste of Nashville nightlife?
3: Um, basically, like um, the music. What I show in my videos, I just you know I show the the music. Uh, the live music, uh, I'm trying to get into balls, I'm trying the wolf stop. Uh, I just want people to get a full experience that if you love music, no matter what the background is, white black, Hispanic, I met I have met all types of people from all over the world on Broadway and they love it. They love the music. So if you're into music, you wanna have a little alcohol with your music, Broadway's where to go.
0: Tiffany, what do you want people to know? about the Nashville nightlife scene and what it has to offer.
3: Um,
7: that it's trying, it's, it's trying to make room for other people. But like I said, um, I don't see when I go downtown, I don't see too many people that look like me and a lot of the bars downtown don't have a great reputation of being inviting of, um black and brown folks because of the way we dress. Like the dress code alone lets me know that if I wanted to go downtown and have a good time, I have to dress accordingly to the masses to be even invited in. So um, yeah, it's just not, it's not as welcoming as they like to think that is, but I think that's intentional.
0: Pierre, have you ever had run into a dress code situation?
3: As far as dress code, I mean, it's very basic. Uh, I always tell my viewers that uh, they're not gonna let you in any balls if you just have a t-shirt and jogging pants on. Uh, the dress code to me, I don't feel it's like diversity stuff. Like you have to be, you have to have a cowboy hat and cowboy boots to get in. I hear um,
0: you. I understand.
3: As long as you, yeah, they're not just gonna let anybody in. That's that's what I always tell They just want you to look decent.
0: That is Reginald Pierre. I want to thank you, Tiffany Taylor, and Gabe Lee for joining us today. We've been talking this hour about Nashville nightlife, who it's for, and who makes it run. Before we go today, I'm going to hop out of my host chair and into the passenger seat. Each Friday, join me as I ride shotgun with one of our fellow Middle Tennesseans. This time, we're tagging along with the taxi driver on a busy Friday night to see the city and what the nightlife is like.
8: An Uber and a the getting road.
0: to the Uber with their chili fries.
8: Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I don't like. Jennifer Serrano. I'm a Nashville native. and I'm a taxi driver for five years. you taking somebody? No, but Can
6: you, you gotta. take me to uh, 1402
7: Arthur Half by Maroon Kroger's.
0: What's your name, man? I'm Alex Eaton. Alex, nice to yes, meet I'm you. Yes, I'm a native Nashville. Really? Yes, I was born here. I must hit the jackpot because I can't believe I'm in a car with two people who are born and raised. In you know Nashville. they call us uh, unicorns here in Nashville. I'm so lucky. I would play the Powerball. I, I wish I was playing. We we'll win the lottery. Oh my God! What would you do if you won the lottery? I would get me a house in Nashville. Okay. I mean, look, with and the party. housing prices out here, you pretty much have to win the lottery to be able to buy a house.
1: That's, what That's I was no joke, it. too. <laughs> These something. prices are here. Let's see, it's uh, one
0: bedroom. How long is the shift normally?
8: Typically around 12
0: hours. 12 hours. Do you take a break, though?
8: Oh, yeah. A lot of times being in the airport is a break. Mm-hmm. Take a nap in the car.
0: Take <laughs> so, a nap in the car. Yeah,
8: you can if it's slow enough. I grew up in the outskirts of Nashville, yeah. What part? Dalton area. It's kind of
0: almost country suburb. So when you were young, did you come down to downtown Nashville often?
8: Oh uh, yeah, once I turned 21, I sure did. Mhm. <laughs> but it was nothing like it is now. Hello. Need taxi?
0: What's your Hi, name, man? I'm MJ. MJ. Yes. How how was your night?
6: Good, you know? Not too bad. A little dancing, a little shots.
0: Getting home safe on a Friday exactly. night. out. Exactly.
6: That's why I'm with Jen. That's right. Yeah.
8: What's that? I'm just trying to go two blocks. Two blocks over. Where are you going? Fourteenth Avenue.
5: I'm drunker than hell. I'm over. I'm, I'm <laughs> in Nashville for a uh, bash report. So okay. Well, so you like,
8: gotta pay first.
0: He stiffed.
8: Yeah, that's the first time that's happened to me. That he's actually said, "See you later."
0: Will the cops do anything?
8: It'll probably take him two hours to get out here. So I'm just going to have to eat it.
0: That sucks.
8: It does. I picked up two couples. So they're going back to one of their hotels. OK. One of the ladies, she put her sh- hand on my shoulder, said, you have to put up with so much. And then she slid her hand down. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> She was trying to get a tip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> have people started their hotel exercises before they got to the hotel?
8: Some of them have tried. I tell them, okay, no clothes are coming off in this car. The trick to dealing with that is to keep them talking and they can't start. Okay, so three in the back and two in the middle. Yeah.
7: Let's go
0: around, where are you from? What's your name and where are oh, you from?
7: I'm Courtney, I'm from Rhode Island. <laughs> I'm Agnetha and I'm from Finland.
5: My name's Nicholas, I'm from Great Britain. My name's Marcus and I'm from the United Kingdom. I'm Jenna, I'm from South Africa.
8: And I'm Iris and I'm from Austria.
0: Wonderful. Now how, yeah. you
8: how do you guys know each
7: other? We just uh, met. We that's met.
0: That's met a,
5: a funny, funny story. story. <laughs> 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 I'm supporting
0: this Rhinestone, high heel boots. Okay. I can check those off my Nashville bucket list.
8: (laughs) Yeah. If you like people watching, just come down here and sit for a while. You don't need to drink. (laughs) Just just, just sit on the sidewalk and watch.
0: What will some people do to draw your attention?
8: Most of them will wave at you or yell at you, but they don't seem to understand that they need to yell taxi instead of, Hey!
0: You know, I blame that on rideshares.
8: Yeah, yeah, me too. So, you know, she's trying to find her rideshare, and I don't miss that at all. It's just impossible to give a drunk person directions. I mean, we're watching it happen in front of us.
0: All she has to do is say, taxi. Right. Easy. (laughs)
8: Yeah. When I was a rideshare driver, you know, they had Facebook groups. You know, they would talk a lot of smack about taxis, but really none of them knew much about taxis, if anything. I didn't either. I'd never ridden in a taxi before in my life. Okay. And so I probably kind of did it too. And then when I came over to this job and see how much harder it is, I take it all back. (laughs) I invite any of them to come and drive taxi for a year And then if you want to talk some smack, you can. But until you get out here and do this, this job in comparison to your current job, you need to have respect for taxi drivers.
0: Thanks for tagging along with me for that ride with taxi driver Jennifer Serrano. Woo, what a wild Friday night. That's a wrap for our first week of This Is Nashville. Tune in again Monday at noon. We're checking in on nurses because, yeah, the pandemic isn't over. Also next week, we'll spend some time in North Nashville's art scene, then and now. We've got some great things in store. You won't want to miss it. This is Nashville is a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Listen back to this episode at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our producers are Steve Harouche, Rose Gilbert, and Tasha A.F. Lemley. Our digital lead is Anna Gallegos Cannon. Michaela Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Tudhope. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. The conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at ThisIsNashville. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Colonna. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. And be good to each other.